0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host Ayahuasca Car, and I hope everyone is having a fabulous Thursday. So some medical and mental health disclaimers for this channel or episode is uh, nothing that's ever said on the multi-dimensional journey is to replace professional medical or mental health advice. Um, And then also a ayahuasca disclaimer uh, due to ayahuasca's nature of DMT, which is a controlled substance in the United States. uh, There's definitely a gray area around legality. So these are my disclaimers. And if you have any questions about them, just let me know. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. So we'll be going over what to do with suicidal thoughts, and also when, what to do when those thoughts turn into plans, intentions, and, and beyond just mere contemplation. And obviously, this is a very heavy topic um, that has personally affected me. Within the last week, I have um, lost somebody, and so it's really just been really emotional and sad and has made me realize how important it's to talk about this, uh, to make this a transparent topic, um, and to just know what to do, um, not only if you're the person, but if you're a part of the person's community, um, so, uh, it's important. So let's just start off. Like it's important to realize that suicidal thoughts always need to be taken seriously. Do not ever take them lightly. And just realizing that it's usually indicative of a person's pain. Sometimes someone just feels so tired of fighting their personal battle that giving up seems like a good option. And it's very important, you know, if this is something that you're personally going through, um, you know, saying things to yourself like, This too shall pass, um, the serenity prayer is also a good one. Um If you're a person who you're having reoccurring or chronic suicidal thoughts, it's important to take immediate action to do something about this. Sometimes suicidal thoughts can come from trauma, past trauma, recent traumas, situations, internal or external triggers. And more often than not, all of these are happening at once in which is, you know, contributing to the person feeling hopeless and not wanting to be here. So we'll go over some resources and then as we get deeper into this kind of uh, some action planning. So, um, you know, so we'll, it is good to be resourceful. So one of them is the National Suicide Hotline. that we get out a pen and paper, Um, but the National Suicide Hotline is open 24 hours a day and the staff's job there is literally to be on call for the person or persons or community that needs this type of support. Um, cause let's face it, it's hard to be here sometimes, right? So it's important that we, we have discussions about this and we have as much harm reduction as possible. Um, so the number is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. Um, so that's always available. Um, my second one, my second kind of resources is that, um, a community that you can talk to. Um, Getting plugged into a 12 step program that's like addiction focused, uh, process addiction of focus, you, you know, like eating disorders, exercise, gambling, emotion focused, relationship focused. Believe it or not, there's all sorts of 12 step specific programs out there. And so why this is important in terms of suicide is that oftentimes suicide wants to you know, the person who is suicidal feels really isolated. So knowing that you can go somewhere and expose your deepest truths and knowing that there will be support there is really important. Um, and so just keep in mind, there's all types of formats for these types of meetings, including Facebook, phone, uh, face-to-face. So there's online options as well as face-to-face. Um, identifying, let's go to the next one. So identifying friends. Uh, identifying safe friends who you can express these thoughts to, and, and then you know they're going to be non judgmental and will be supportive in the next steps. Um, very important. Um, again, with the online support groups, um, Facebook groups that fit your particular needs, whether it's you know, CPTSD, PTSD, trauma, uh, borderline personality, um, you know, just mental health diagnoses that often what's accompanying it is passive suicidality. Um, It's really important just to know like it's okay and um, you need a place to express these things. You know, this is just when it's just thoughts, just thoughts. Super important um, is like, if you know this is a reoccurring issue, then, you know, you really need to get a therapist, you know, begin to understand Why suicide feels like an appropriate option. And then even more deeply, begin to address the pain inside. Um, Suicidal thoughts are often a sign of unaddressed pain, you know. And so finding someone who's uh, trained in, in some, you know, trauma, childhood trauma, um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy (EMDR) or somatic experiencing therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. You know, fi- do therapist shopping. Don't just you know go to an appointment and if it doesn't go well, kind of throw your hands up. Feel empowered as a person who is shopping for a therapist and do not feel bad about that. You know, it's really important that you feel safe with the human you're about to expose all your truths to. So, just keep this in mind. Um so, attending face-to-face therapeutic groups like dialectical behavioral therapy, trauma focused group, trauma-focused groups, um and these are important cuz, you know, oftentimes like um having some coping skills and dialectical behavioral therapy definitely addresses, um, chronic suicide, suicidal ideation. Um, and of course, just picking whatever group fits for you. Like if you relate to more of a shamanic view of mental illness, or, you know, if you are more, if you, um, relate more to like the ascension symptoms or like the empath symptoms, like you know, find whatever works for you, but it's really important that you, you do find something that works for you. Um, create, oh wait, oops, alternative healing. So um, other things that might help are like essential oils, spirituality, of course, yoga, mind-body therapies that we already kind of addressed. Um, some things that I'm not saying are like Reiki, massage, you know, alternative healing is kind of like, you got to try things out and see what works for you um and then in terms um, of like creating a safety plan like create your personal safety plan and make others involved aware of it so you definitely want you know um, wherever you're at in the world you want to know the community-wide crisis line you want to know you want to have the national suicide hotline on there you want to have a few friends that you can identify that you know ahead of time you feel safe with telling these things um, you want to, you know, always know that 911 is an option. So, I mean, just wherever you're at, whatever your emergency line is, if, you know, and that's especially when, so we'll kind of cross over into a different, um, you know, topic, which is when suicidal thoughts become plan, intentions, um, and, you know, they're beyond mere contemplation. And so this is when you know you've crossed that internal threshold. And if you're somebody who's listening to somebody, you know, and in your gut, you feel like they've crossed an internal threshold, like, you know, they wouldn't be afraid to do it. It's really important to tell someone immediately, especially a professional, um, speak to someone immediately, call the crisis line, admit yourself to an ER, any ER will take you, you know, it's a it's all about eliminating barriers. We don't need these specific things. You just need to get in front of somebody else and stay safe. Um, call your community wide crisis line, call 911, call a friend to help you get somewhere. Um, remove all safety issues from the home. Um, whether it's pills or guns or knives, everything needs to be out. You know, especially if you know, you're a person at risk and this these objects or you know mechanisms have been a part of your plan in the past super super important um and so it's this you know this is all good and done you know as far as making a plan and then just realizing like if you're a person who's supporting somebody who has like chronic suicidal thoughts i think i think it's super important to just help that person take action it's, and I think that's that's super key. And I, I know I'm being kind of like, you know, breathing down people's throats. Um, but when you've gone through something like this, it's like it becomes personal. And it's like most people are left with thinking they could have done more, you know. So um, I think it's never to be taken lightly. And um, yeah, take action. Know your resources. Um, show... That's today's podcast and I know, you know, it's definitely heavy, but it's meant to empower us, you know, to have a dialogue. If we sense something is going on with somebody, ask, you know, ask, how are you doing? And don't be afraid to have those conversations. Um, So, and also like, here's another thing. If you're somebody who's working with somebody and you feel fatigued and you don't feel like you're in the right mindset to be supportive to somebody else. That is just as important. So you as the supporter, it's like giving someone CPR, eventually you will get tired. And so you need to have a net of people to help you. Um, So hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will see you guys on the other side and remember why you came here.